All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Alita. This is Miranda. And the, we're the sidekicks. Uh, welcome back to our <laughs> podcast about comic books. So today we're going to be talking about Civil War, not the movie, the comic book. And Civil War was written by Mark Miller. It was penciled by Stephen McNiven, inked by Dexter Vines, lettered by Chris Elopolis, colored by Maury Hollowell, and editing was done by Molly Laser, Aubrey Stitterson, Andy Schmidt, and Tom Brevoort. Am I missing anything? I mean, uh, it's, it's an unusual amount of editors. It is a lot, right? I like initially, um, I was like, okay, it was written by this person. And if you look it up, it doesn't tell you all this information. You kind of have to like click into the Wikipedia mm -hmm. or open the book um, because on the front page, it has like four names. Mm -hmm. And when you just Google it, it's like, oh, Mark Miller. I'm like, wait, no, but who else worked on this? <laughs> and then I had to look up and I was like, wow, there's a lot of editing on this book. So it was interesting. Right. Any thoughts? Any first thoughts? <laughs> Have you read this before? Yes. I read it, I think, more than a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I am obsessive and I get mm -hmm. it from my dad. And so <laughs> when I decided that I was going to go all in on being into comic books, I was like, I have to read the major storylines. And I was like, I've got to read Civil War because it's like, if you don't know anything about Marvel, you know about the Civil War. <laughs> and I do mm -hmm. not know anything about Marvel. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so uh, I was like, uh, I was I was probably like, dad, 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 dad. like, and then he gave me a bunch of the comic books. And I I know it was more than a decade ago because uh, it was while we were still living in the rental. And I have a very clear memory of me laying on the couch in the living room of the rental and Aww. reading these weird uh so Marvel graphic novels, like I would say back in 2006 were, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they would set, give them out as like hardbound copies, but they wouldn't be like hardbound. Like this is hardbound. They'd be hardbound. Like a picture book is hardbound. Uh, so not like a hardcover or like kind of a hardcover. Like, like it would be, uh, I don't know if this was like a collector edition thing or I don't know, but it was like mm -hmm. every now and then from this era of Marvel, mm -hmm. like you'll find hardbound editions of like a comic or a story, but they're really thin books. It's got the really thick, like hard binding. Cause it's, it's like a picture oh. book. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. The pages inside. It's yeah. not like, so for the readers we just pick like the volume volumized versions mm -hmm. of things so what you're saying is that it's basically like the single editions as hard covers sometimes and sometimes it would be like the volumes but it wouldn't be like it was like it's really hard to describe like it was like oh my gosh like they were hardbound like picture books like like, sure. like, you know how when you buy like a hardbound cover of like a novel like it's different mm -hmm. than a hardbound cover of like a picture book like the binding mm -hmm. itself is different Yes, it's like um, really, I don't want to say flimsy, but the, yes, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to this, describe it either. This is thrilling airtime, this five minutes as I describe the visceral feel. No, it's good. You know, I didn't know that. All I've really known is like hardcover 
ones or like my versions like the the slightly thicker front mm-hmm. page and then just loose obviously they're all loose papers but or binded papers but wow that's crazy right you should buy like a marble binder <laughs> oh no God. I did not but likewise I did not know I don't know a whole lot about marble so I think I read this it must have been like five or six years ago probably when the movie was coming out because uh, I was like I should read it and then I had um, a flight from from where we live to San Diego um, well, not we, where you used to live, but mm-hmm. not also not San Diego, it was San Francisco, excuse me, because um, uh, my cousin was graduating, and I was like, oh, it's perfect, I'll read it, mm-hmm. and when I tell you, y'all, I do not remember anything, I opened this book up, and I had, um, like, a bookmark in it, like, in the midway point, and I was staring at it, and I was like, did I not finish <laughs> this book? did I not finish this? I don't remember. Like, I don't remember what happens. And as I started reading, I was like, oh no, I did read it. <laughs> but I completely blacked it out. I also watched the movie. So some of that stuff was like intermingling. But like I said, my memory is not super strong. But yeah, first thoughts, second thoughts, I guess, because you um, have read it, it twice now. Yeah, no, I've read it twice. And um, <laughs> the face is like, like a <laughs> Miranda's face is like oh I read it a second time there will not be a third (laughs) no no like it's (laughs) I was trying to look up like literary analysis of this book in preparation for this recording Mm -hmm. and I was like I just kept reading people being like yeah it's like the best storyline Marvel's ever had and I'm like really this this is the best you got like I'm embarrassed for you uh it is I don't know. I mean, we can talk about it now or we talk about it later, however you feel. So I was looking up interviews with Mark Miller. Also, LOL, this is the second week with the Miller. I got a text from Miranda and I was like, yes, I was going to mention it. Uh, it's spelled different though. It's A-R at the end, not E-R. And the amount of times I misspelled it. <laughs> it's the color variant, Miller. Yes. The co- <laughs> it's like Pantone colors. <laughs> it's number 25, not 26. Um, <laughs> something an olive green and like a gray green. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so Mark Miller has also done a lot of popular things. He did Kick Ass. He's done uh some shoot me forgetting me forgetting as I'm listening them. I didn't write them down, y'all. He has I think it's called like Jupiter or Ju- Jupiter Jupiter Mark Miller. Let me look them up. Y'all gonna hear, hear the click clacks on my keyboard. It's authentic. It's authentic. <laughs> I can't pull it from my brain. I gotta look. It. Always look up what you're talking about. Okay, so Kick Ass, Kingsman, the Civil War. So he like fights. Yeah, he likes fights, honestly, and like he does that. Ultimate Fantastic Four, Wanted. I do like Wanted. I like the movie. I didn't read the book. I did not watch or read Kick Ass. I did like Kingsman. I didn't realize it was like. I think he was like a. Pro- no, okay. Apparently, Kingsman is also a graphic novel <laughs> that I did not know about. I just thought it was the movies. Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate, Ultimate Fantastic Four, which I think I said. So he's done a few things. Now he's more in like the, I'd say like more producing things because he, he I think, has contracts with Netflix. So some of his things have been turned into Netflix things. Mm-hmm. But for a while, he was with Marvel. He is, oh, he's not American. He's British and he lives, oh, he was born in Scotland nationality anyway I don't understand geography and 
any type of things. Um, well, my second impression, low-key first impression, because I forgot everything that happened in this. Uh, it was a comic book. You know, we had some fights. We had some <laughs> some panels that were just ass, like ass shot. Uh, there's a lot of like ripping of... Lycra? Lycra, yeah. I was like, latex? <laughs> I don't know. The way they're, they're, they're drawn. Um, and it was always... The, a lot of them, a lot of them ripped their stuff. But the the lady ones, I was like, I don't think there's a whole lot of point for this tear except to show a little underbutt. But whatever. I think it 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 asks like an important question that I don't necessarily think gets answered within this um vol within this series. So this was a limited um seven issue series and it was published from July 2006 to January 2007. Mm-hmm. And it was initially supposed to be like a summer like a summer release kind of like a blockbuster um, but for the comic book world so keeping that in mind I don't think it was ever supposed to answer a lot of these questions so Miranda and I were texting last night Miranda's like I remember this happening and this other stuff happening like I know nothing um and it ended up that this kind of tied in a lot of storylines within the model yeah should we we read a list I want to read the list let's do it Miranda's prepared a list it's it's gonna be 10 minutes, so this is your time to get snacks. Yeah. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man issues 529 to 538, which is a lot of issues for a crossover. Uh Black Panther, <laughs> 17 to 24, Blade issue five, Cable and Deadpool, 30 to 32. Also, Deadpool is not in this, and it, it, he only would have made it better. True. You just need someone funny in this. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to stop listing issues because I realize that that's going to add to this time of this list. <laughs> Miranda's the editor. So it's like her pain later. Right. <laughs> Captain America, Civil War, Civil War, choosing sides, Civil War, Badage, da- Badage, oh my goodness, Battle Damage Report, <laughs> Civil War, Files, Civil War, Frontline, Civil War, opening shot, Civil War, the confession, Civil War, the initiative, Civil War, (laughs) war crimes, Civil War, the return. All of these are number one issues, by the way. There's no other issues. It's just the number one. So I don't know if they continued the Civil War thing afterwards with other issues or if it was just like, we're going to con you into buying 20 different books this week. Civil War, X-Men. Civil War, The Young Avengers slash Runaways, <laughs> Daredevil, <laughs> Fallen Sun, The Death of Captain America, Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider, Heroes for Hire, Incredible. Ghost Rider. I'm going to interrupt for a second. I can't think of Ghost Rider without thinking of Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. I didn't watch it. I didn't read it. But all I remember is like the trailer. <laughs> Anyways, you can continue. (laughs) I I did watch it and I'm not the better for it. (laughs) Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Iron Man slash Captain America, Casualties of War, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, New Avengers, Illuminati Special, New X-Men. It just keeps going. Punisher War Journal. I remember reading those ones. That was wild. Okay, you can give me some hints on this because Punisher is in this. 
Frank Castle's just messed up, man. Like he's just a bag of crazy. And he's mm-hmm. a bag of crazy in his own comic. Great. Uh, New Avengers. The Sensational Spider-Man. So no, not just Spider-Man, but the Sensational Spider-Man too. All of the Spider-Men. Um, She-Hulk. I, I have to read this one like this. You have to. You, I have to read this like this. Ready? Yeah. Thunderbolts. <laughs> Thunderbolts. <laughs> Winter Soldier. Winter Kills. Oh. Wolverine. X Factor. Oh my God. All right. And then these are kind of the related properties, but aren't actually like in the main stage. Ready? Uh, mm-hmm. Civil War poster book. Mm-hmm. Daily Bugle mm-hmm. Civil War newspaper special. Mm-hmm. Marvel Encyclopedia. Marvel Spotlight. Captain America Remembered. Marvel Spotlight. Civil War Aftermath. Marvel Spotlight, Mark Miller slash Steve McNiven, <laughs> Ultimate Civil War Spider Ham. Oh, and the final one. What if Civil War? The what if? The, I just dollar signs. That's all it is. What if? Out of um, curiosity, I looked up what DC was doing at the same time because yes. uh, they have a very famous rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just want to say, like, I have I have a cottage theory, like I have a pet theory. I mm-hmm. was not able to do enough research to confirm it, but I'm pretty sure Civil War was just Marvel reacting to the uh, DC's Infinite Crisis, which came out like the year before. Mm, you know what? I believe it because I definitely have like in a note somewhere in maybe a sticky note in the book um, that says that like Iron Man is acting very much like Batman in this. Um, but Batman would never register. No, he wouldn't. But the whole um we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk okay, about okay, it we'll get we'll get into um, it. We'll get into it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, right. All right. So let's see. Let's get let's go ahead and get started. Um so some of uh I guess I'll do sources at the end because I'll just do it at the end. I'm flipping through. So when you open the book. You open it and this is really cool. It does have really cool art. It's very much what movie posters are doing now. And like the last, like, I would say three years where they just put everybody on the poster. And it's kind of like, I think now it's like they're mirroring like 80s posters where it's like a triangle. And mm-hmm. then it's just like the characters plugged in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is very formulaic. Yeah. This is more of like landscape, but you see some firefighters, you see Iron Man, you see Wolverine, you see Captain America, you see Fantastic Four, some other folks in the back, uh, Spider-Man, I think this is Xavier, and then I think, are those called Sentinels? I don't know, like the really big guys. Like the purple robots? Yeah. Yeah, they're Sentinels. They're Sentinels? Okay. So you get that and it kind of sets the stage that like shit's about to go down. This is very epic. And then we have Iron Man and Iron uh Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Iron Man and Captain America, like back to back, but like uh they're not friends, not like fun, but angry. Um, <laughs> you know, like business pictures where they have to okay. I used to work at a photo studio, uh, and one of the ways that we would pose people for headshots was like cross arms sideways and then looking at the oh, camera. Oh god, like a real estate agent. Yes, this is kind of the vibes. Um, <laughs> it's a more heroic. 
Okay, so it starts off the first our first um, issue of this. Uh, we start with like, it looks like a, it says control room. So just imagine spy room. Um, and then the new warriors are like the focus of this first little bit of it. Um, and it's, I had to look these people up because I was like, I don't know any of these, anybody. So it's Thrasher, Nemorita, Speedball, Mike, Micro. They're in a battle with the villains Cobalt Man, Speed Free, Cold Heart, and Nitro in Stamford, Connecticut. And they're filming a reality TV show. This is not get explored. I don't know what the reality TV show was for. I don't, nothing. It does, it's it's I the real housewives of, Cape, of the caped community. <laughs> Miranda, you don't know how bad I want it. I want a real housewives version of just superheroes. <laughs> and then they're just stupid. Like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. It. Imagine it, picture it. Selling Sunset, Tony Stark, Captain America. Who else? Pepper. What's her name? The Iron Man girl. Her what? Pepper, Pepper Potts. Pepper's in it. She's like the head real estate person. <laughs> Captain America is just kind of there. He's like the new guy in the block. Very like Gatsby. Like he's like I don't know what this is about. And then like everyone's a bad bitch, and they're just trying to sell superhero houses so they have like bulletproof windows they have cool car areas they're all like teched out with like stark industry stuff <sighs> unfortunately none of this happens in this comic book they're <laughs> just like oh it was a reality tv show um <sighs> tragedy strikes they're like fighting fighting it's a raid and then <laughs> they start fighting there's a lot of fighting in this uh, some kicking happens and then nitro explodes and he a part of the explosion what happens is that he kills um 600 people or more than 600 people including school children um mm -hmm. and all the new warriors except for speedwall the rest of the superheroes appear in stanford to search for survivors and this is like where the the book starts it, it really just starts like head on i think that's like four pages in and then it's like oh death yeah and then we get another poster and it's all the heroes kind of coming together and picking up the remnants of the school because he explodes like by a school yeah he takes out like the elementary school and like half the neighborhood mm -hmm. um again back to miranda's point where the story there's no exploration <laughs> it's just like this is what's happening and we're running into it it's mm -hmm. very um action movie-esque and we can talk about it after we're done discussing some of the stuff but yeah. um so nitro disappears we have tony and captain america talking about stuff and they find some survivors everyone's sad all the colors are really muted and it becomes like a talking point with the media oh don't forget we have oh. like the uh the reoccurring racism with the x-men you want to explain that a little bit? I would love to. I would love Let's to. Um, so like I said, this big tragedy happens and the entire superhero community kind of kind of like convalesce or not convalesces, kind of coalesces on like this town to help out with the recovery. And that includes the X-Men or the X-People. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. X-People, we're trying to be inclusive. <laughs> and But the thing is, is that in this particular point in the canon, there is a requirement that like the known mutants kind of have to stay in their area. 
And if oh, they're yeah. leaving, they have, they're accompanied by sentinels, which are murder robots. Like they're just, they're murder robots who are specifically meant to kill people with the X gene. Is that why they're all over the place? Yeah. I could not figure out. I was like, I don't know why they have these like. They don't do anything. Parts. They are just. Yeah, they just. They're just murder them. robots. If the X people get out of line. Oh my God. And it, okay. it's like, so Wolverine is like helping to lift debris off of a family and like the mom is like it's okay like you know this man's not gonna hurt you the sentinels are here to keep an eye on the x-men for us the mm-hmm. sentinels are the good guys mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like a looming presence you know like really oppressive whenever like an x-men character is in there you do see a shot of them somewhere and they do a good job of like having that carry through yeah but yes thank you for explaining that because i didn't know i was like i don't know what is going on with these people but okay Uh, this is where knowing the other work would be helpful Mm -hmm. um so you know they kind of talk about it they kind of talk about the fact that um goliath is kind of talking he's cleaning things up he's the one that's like i think this is breaking the camel's back like after this things are not going to be the same Mm -hmm. um they're talking about the fact that it was for like reality tv show so like it's even worse somehow it's even worse because it was like something frivolous and then it cuts oh go ahead uh, so this is happening kind of within like this greater context of you see like a lot of superhero activity ramping up in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. I want to say this happened after House of M and I want to say House of M is the storyline where um, the Scarlet Witch literally like genocides a bunch of mutants. Holy shit. Yeah. It's like this whole thing. It's like this whole thing where she says like no more mutants and like calls a bunch of the population. And so this is happening in the wake of that. Uh, So you have a lot of people with superpowers who are just kind of doing their own grassroots organizing. Mm -hmm. And because it's a lot, it's a lot of people, it's a lot of people who are untrained, it's a lot of people without resources, and they're just kind of running amok because how do you regulate a vigilante? Mm -hmm. And so the idea is, is that like, these are people who were underqualified Mm-hmm. who were doing it for personal gain. They were doing it for a TV show to get ratings. They say on camera, like we know, like like they're saying on camera that this is to get ratings. We know that like these guys are not our caliber of, of bad guy. You know, mm-hmm. we are unqualified for this job, but we're going to go in anyway. And then it causes this huge tragedy. Okay. And so it it is like this big thing of, it's like, I'm trying to think of the right words. Like it's, it's an inciting incident for political change Mm -hmm. that's happening within like the greater context of all of these other events that are happening before this. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So you, we end with a panel saying like, who can justify this? And then it kind of cuts over to like public opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. So now it's like a CNN um, interview, which I think is like, he looks like someone I've seen on CNN. I just don't know their names. And it's, she hulk having a conversation with them and it's like they're asking the question should we ban i'll just read from the book a ban on superheroes well in the world with thousands of supervillains that's obviously impossible larry so it's larry larry (laughs) Larry. king larry king thank you but treating them up and making them carry badges yes i think that sounds like a reasonable response so this is like the first introduction of what is kind of the crux of the whole story or civil war is like the idea that now we have to register or the government will be registering any super person um go ahead 
one of the things that like, if I had just read the seven issues of a war storyline, like it's a garbage storyline. Like, I'm sorry, these seven issues are not great, (laughs) but like having read at least some of the tie-ins, I don't remember exactly which ones I read. Like I know that I read the Spider-Man one. I know I read like the Punisher one. I think I read a few others. I don't remember all of them, but one of the things that's not made clear in just the civil war issues is that the law that they're passing is a mandatory registration of any superhuman, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not just like the ones who choose to wear masks and fight crime. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, it's everybody. It's not if you choose to or not, you are forced to register. Um, And then the, the, it's called the Superhero Registrations Act, and this would this would require persons with superhuman abilities um, register with the U.S. government, and the enlistment of training of those wishing to operate as superheroes. The law applies to those with naturally occurring superhuman abilities, those humans using exotic technology such as Iron Man, or anyone who wants to challenge superhumans, which I think is like Black Panther. Because when I was reading it, it had like a note about Black Panther being in there. Which it's ridiculous. Black Panther is the sovereign of a of a different nation. Yeah. And they kind of <laughs> touch on this. They they kind of touch on it, um, but not really. We'll see in like a, in another issue where they do like include him and he does have like a voice to 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 respond to what's happening in like the United States. Because this is, again, the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. But yeah back in the thing so it's cut with larry king interviewing her then it cuts to um the service so they're at at a memorial service for the people and there's a lot of words like carelessness being tossed around we get the (laughs) we get the introduction of one of the mothers of the children who were killed and her name was miriam sharp miriam sharp thank you um so she like spits at him and tells him like you're a piece of shit like what are you gonna do about this like my my son is dead and then they they kind of there's a lot of like comparing superheroes to police officers in this and I think it's just kind of like flawed yeah because you know but we can talk about it it's fine but it's one of those things where like I don't think you can compare a superhero to a cop because most of the superheroes are born with abilities right and cops voluntarily choose a profession um so it wouldn't be the same because like what she says and it's like in a grief-stricken moment she's crying she's distressed Mm -hmm. she says cops have to train and carry badges but that's too boring for tony stark um and in saying that it also includes like superheroes right uh, says nah joe billionaire here says all you need are some powers and some badass attitudes and you can have a place in his private super gang uh, so implying that they're a gang in like a negative connotation not like the scooby-doo gang right <laughs> so um there's a lot of that this is like the first instance where they kind of say like and that's like a big justification that keeps getting used and it kind of turns like starks i think it that argument is what turns stark into or tony into like agreeing with it because later and we will get to it but later there is another like oh well we'll talk about it later because it's like a spoiler for a, a future thing but it's just a really like high tense situation where like they were innocents killed and there's no solution for it at the moment the reaction is to register all the superheroes mm-hmm. 
and her son's name is Damien. So I was like, there's no other names. It's there's no, Max. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> Just, They're Fred, all Damien. George, Fred, Alistair, George. you know, all the names. Harry. Harry. I, something. A girl. It could have been Susie. It could have been anything. Miriam. Nope. Um, so then we get another, when the thing that's kind of interesting about this is that you get, oh, okay. So we see before we move on, like in the same panel kind of area or not same panel, but in the same section, there's someone on CNN. It's funny that it's all CNN, uh, talking about speedball and it says like speedball, for example, nobody likes to speak ill of the dead, but here is a boy by all accounts, uh, who couldn't even name the presidents of the United States. Um, their powers can be as awesome as nuclear weapons bill shouldn't they be tested before they're allowed to work in our communities so this like rhetoric that we hear mm-hmm. that we actually hear a lot um and i'll be honest in 2006 i was not watching the news like that i was a child mm-hmm. um but you do hear that a lot now with certain things where it's like well they weren't even like like who are these people why are we giving them these things um when it is violent right or can cause violence so it moves forward and what I was going to say is that it's interesting because these kind of have like titles within the series uh, which might be normal I don't know but it gets (laughs) you turn the page and it says things turn ugly over like superimposed I guess on a little panel and it's the city and we see I think it's Johnny Johnny Storm uh the human torch yes um and then I don't know who the blonde person is I think it's just a lady yeah it's just like some hottie in front of the Mm -hmm. how do how does his clothes not burn do they explain that that must be a thing uh, that's basically anything with the fantastic four is explained by reed richards is a genius (laughs) (laughs) all of it that's just anything in fantastic four just reed richards is a genius oh spit my water out (laughs) just a question it's solved he fixed it yeah, no physics exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Johnny comes in. He's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm trying to get into this club." He cuts the line. He's about to get let into the line into the club, and someone's like, "What? What makes you so special? Like, why do you get to cut?" And he's like, "Well, when you save a bunch of kids from XX and X, and you can talk to me then." And then they hit him with a LOL. They lynch your homies. a little. Yeah, they like your homies killed a bunch of kids, and then they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he is. He's hospitalized for half of the arc. Yes, he is. And then it's like just kind of illustrating that there's a lot of tension within like the with like the population, like mm-hmm. the superhuman population and like the general population. Uh so he gets the shit beat out of him. It's a series of attacks. It's not just him. Mm-hmm. And then the next little thing is the Baxter building again. So another little like highlight. So we're not confused. And it's like a a convention of sorts. Everyone's here. They're discussing that they'll be forced to become federal employees or face a warrant for my arrest. Um, Dr. Strange is the one that's saying that. Mm -hmm. And then I don't, it's so weird because Reed is like, actually, you were one of the few post-humans they were hoping to seek a compromise with Steven, which is weird because they have like a select few of them. So there's like even like a class system within them because I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, we can get you amnesty, but the other guys can't get it. So it's weird. It's nepotism. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah, because they're close. They're close to Stark, right? And and Stark's yeah, they're like close to this. Stark. They're close to Pym. They're close to Reed Richards. Like those are the three that are working together that are actualizing this entire storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it's Susan Storm was never going to be arrested. 
Yes, you know? regardless of <laughs> like her. she could have she could have strangled the president on live television and she was never going to be arrested. Yes. So it is this whole it starts this whole conversation and it's like, well, we should be registered. No, we shouldn't. What is this going to mean for our future? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and I'm going to yada yada over it. So we're not reading the whole book. And then we see Spider-Man come in. And then they kind of talk about secret identities and how that's not really a big deal. The Fantastic Four's identities have been revealed for a long time. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Spider-Man's like, LOL, but what if they kill the people I love? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's well, kind of the rhetoric that you hear, yeah. Yeah, well, you also have to remember is that like the people who are saying these things are very relevant. The Superhero Registration Act doesn't really apply to mystics. Like it does and it doesn't. That's why like Stephen Strange is kind of exempt from it. Mm. he's a magician you know how do you register a magician a magician (laughs) (laughs) he's a magician all you think of is like child magician (laughs) it's a party right just imagine he is making balloon animals later he's very important man he's he's actually he ain't shit because he's a magician that's what they're saying (laughs) like whatever bro he can he can fuck with time but it's not a big deal who cares? right yeah he can undo all this but who cares you know so, um you have luke cage who is here kind of as like the representative of the heroes for hire um mm-hmm. the heroes for hire evolved to serve communities that traditional law enforcement was not serving mm-hmm. you know why the fuck would they become super cops like exactly yeah it reminds me of the batman one that we read last week or discussed mm-hmm. last or last time. I don't know the order of things, but um, the fact that like Superman is like, he gets called like a police dog or, or something, police task force or whatever. And he's police it, action, police action. So he basically gets turned into like what they're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to see that was like 80 years, not 80 years ago, but that was in the eighties. And this is in like the early two thousands or mid two thousands. But yeah, go ahead with what you were saying. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, you have Wolverine who's here as like this representative of like the X people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the mutants literally had to register at one point. Like they, yeah. they are living on a reservation. They are being followed around by murder robots constantly. Mm-hmm. They are not allowed to live normal lives because of this kind of thinking because the idea like oh well what's going to stop like what's going to stop this little girl that can face through walls from going into a safe and it's like i mean generally what stops you from just shooting somebody exactly it just (laughs) it's uh proven Mm -hmm. until you're proven guilty right you're supposed to be innocent yeah um Um, you know it it is and then like when spider-man says like what if us going out unmasked and having our names registered well what happens when that information goes out this is spider-man who is post gwen stacy um Mm -hmm. (laughs) the green goblin figured out his identity and then threw his girlfriend off a bridge Uh, and she died so sad i read that one because i was like i should read that Mm -hmm. and then i was just sad for like three days so i was like i don't know why the fuck i read that (laughs) it sucks i was like in college that's upset anyway we're not talking about that yeah we're here. No, like it's <laughs> spider-man has literally lived the nightmare scenario exactly yeah and then you know fucking daredevil <laughs> this is daredevil's line this is the end of the way we do business you can smell it in the air what <laughs> okay <laughs> like make him sound stoic you don't oh smell my god it. i was so okay this isn't matt murdoch oh what this what? isn't Matt Murdock. The 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 daredevil that mm-hmm. ha, that is in the Civil War storyline is Danny Rand. 
This is fucking Iron Fist. Like trying to what? sound cool, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. What? Yeah. Lied to. This is a scam. Right. I was like, all Daredevil has all these really cool one-liners at one point. Like he spits. Mm-hmm. Oh well, he doesn't really spit it. It's I remember it as being spat, but it does not happen. Oh. You know, like at one point he gives like Tony Stark a silver dollar and he's like, and now you've been paid, Judas. And I was like, oh, that's the raw line. Yes. It's fucking Danny Rand saying it, man. Wait, how do you know it's Danny? I like I that was I was doing research. I did like I read the, read the Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. And I it was like, it. it's Danny Rand. And I was like, why is Danny Rand Daredevil? Oh, that's ridiculous. Aw, <laughs> uh, that sucks. I really like Murdoch. I can keep lying to myself, I guess. Right. We'll find it's that boy Danny. Um, it's a blonde surfer bum. I'm so annoyed with this. <laughs> you shouldn't be this annoyed. I know, right? <laughs> it's just Daredevil himself is so cool. So, like, what what is he doing? He can see. Why is he wearing this mask? I can't. I don't understand. I don't. I have questions. I, I, have, I don't up. know the context of it. Like, I really don't know anything about it. Why Danny Rand took over as Daredevil, where Matt Murdock is. I don't know any of that. You know, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Danny Rand was blinded when he's put on like the Daredevil mask, like some sort of himself. cosmic power. <laughs> he pokes him with the little devil horns. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from that, that kind of that really shook me. Okay, so then we go to the Shield helicarrier, which is apparently always six miles above New York, and it's Captain America coming through with the bootcut jeans, and he is speaking to Commander Hill. Now, Nick Fury is not. We can talk about it, I guess. Now, um, he's not. He's a ghost figure in the story. Like he's there, but he isn't there. Yeah. So Miller. Um, Obviously, like he's working with characters having that had have existed for a very long time. So there's gonna be he made like the choice of like pulling certain characters because Nick Fury would never, you know, like no, he just would not. He that like, secretive is- bastard. Like he would support the registration. He would not support the registration for everyone else to know. Mm-hmm, exactly. So uh, <laughs> he gets kind of pulled from the series, and as uh, Miranda said, he's like a ghost figure. So we get uh, Commander Hill. And she's the one that is um, making the calls for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, you know, Captain America is here. It's like a meeting. She's like, hey, like 23 of your like buddies are not are refusing to register. Oh, hold on. No, I read that wrong. Sorry. She's just very smug. Yeah. She's like, 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 hey, so like your friends are talking about it. What's up? (laughs) Because they're not registered. It's not the 23 aren't registering. It's 23 are discussing it in the Baxter building. Mm -hmm. She's like, so what, like, what do you think? Like, are they going to do it? And then Catherine is like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know if they're going to do it. He says, I don't think that's for me to judge. And then she's like, cut the crap. We're not going to be friends like you and Nick Fury were. Like, you need to kind of bend to what we're saying. It's kind of the the vibe. And it's very, she says, respect the badge, if nothing else, which like, lols it's captain america he doesn't give a shit about the badge he cares about america and the flag right you got to start punching nazis in the face like uh, yes you know <laughs> that's his actual workout 10 nazis a day <laughs> they're part of his reps oh uh, yeah he's like uh how many you gotta like punch them bloody 10 of them five times let's go he wakes up in the future and he's like really concerned you know like i'm worried the nazi supply has gone down how am i gonna get uh, my reps in 
Jesus. There's plenty of wannabes now. So we could use that. They kind of have a conversation. He's like, I don't know about that. Like, you're going to have us at war with one another. Someone's like, bro, what the hell? Like, this is not a bad problem. Like, we just want to train them and register Mm -hmm. them. Like, what? What? And then they kind of talk about the difficulties. How many rebels do you think there? Do you estimate? Do you estimate then? Like, wait, how many rebels do you estimate here, Captain? Any majors? And then he answers only a few, but mostly like heroes who work close to the streets, like daredevil and luke cage and people serving like the people people serving my marginalized communities mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> and then uh hill says nobody can so nobody you can't handle he says excuse me you heard so it's very like you're gonna fight them for us if mm-hmm. they don't register like you're gonna whoop their ass right yeah and then he's like forget about it and then <laughs> Uh, he's like you're well, he's from Brooklyn he says <laughs> that's a really bad accent but that is what's written in the book <laughs> yeah he kind of goes like I'm not gonna fight against my friends I'm not doing that and she's like bro what the fuck and then there's something that that's said I thought super villains were guys in mass who refused to obey the law so she's kind of like throwing like so you're a super villain now yeah well it's like it's an interesting definition of a super villain <laughs> I would yeah, say it's a, a shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Is it's like, yes, we call them crime fighters, but they're not actually crime fighters. Like superheroes are not really crime fighters for the most part. Like mm-hmm. they don't particularly care about crime so much as they care about damage. You mm-hmm. know, like you don't hear about like super like, superheroes showing up for tax evaders. <laughs> My God, I know. <laughs> like you you hear it like it's it's all about damage. Superheroes show up when you're being mugged. They show up when there is a robbery in progress. They show up for murderers and arsonists and like violent crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, totally. they don't care about the law. Like they're not showing up if you didn't pay your parking ticket. <laughs> yeah, they're not police officers. They're people mm-hmm. who want to help people in like the most immediate danger, right? So yeah yeah everything you just listed i was just like can this person die yeah let me help them not die in this situation will i crush a building yes and kill 50 other people maybe but i'm gonna (laughs) save the one that's a price i'm willing to pay (laughs) i will do it um to say i saved the one Mm -hmm. because like and then you also have a lot of like superheroes who don't deal with crime at all like a large Mm -hmm portion of spider-man's history is him helping lost children and (laughs) carrying groceries yes he's He's the the friendly friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah he's yes exactly um just trying to do their thing so like you know there's a a wide spectrum of like superhero and supervillain and for it to be like "Eh, so you're a bad guy because you're not doing it with us it's kind of like okay girl (laughs) all right come on you know that's like a bad argument right yeah, like it's it's a good argument if they were cops, but they're not mm-hmm. cops. No, they're, they're not. They're people who they're people. voluntarily go out every night and try to limit harm. Yes. So there's this whole like back and forth where they talk mess to each other. And then she's like, so like, what the heck? And then he's like, no. And then she's like, tranquilize him. And then mm-hmm. you get like a cool battle scene again or fight scene with some cool like action shots. A lot of punching, a lot of elbows being thrown. Right. I'm pretty sure this guy is dead. Which one? <laughs> the guy that gets like 30 tranquilizers in him. 
yes man he body he uses a one of them as a body excuse me as a body shield and yeah. he gets hit with like a bunch of tranquilizers so like that cannot be good for your body no um you get some cool shots where he's like flying through and this is i think the probably the movie took inspiration from this part because it's like very reminiscent oh. of like the scene where the elevator fighting, scene yeah which was badass i will stand that scene but yeah so this one is not in an elevator it's like in an open like space and he like jumps out the window and that panel looks really cool the colors are really nice yeah and then he does some <laughs> some aerobics not aerobics some like uh gymnastics some parkour some parkour he twists in the air there's a lot of twisting in the air in this um he lands he lands in a push-up i don't know what how he lands but he lands he lands on a plane and then he commandeers that plane and the pilot like flies him to safety and he goes underground oh yeah he looks like a skateboarder look at this (laughs) look at this one i know i'm looking at it (laughs) riding the wave of life okay and then Hill's like, you idiot, we were trying to save lives. And then we go back to the Baxter building. Time has passed. It is now nighttime. Um, there's this guy named The Watcher. Mm-hmm. And he only re- he only appears to record moments of great change and enormous upheaval. And that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Like the Google Nest of, the- <laughs> of this. Yeah, um, I mean, Marvel has a bunch of, I forget what they're called. I, I completely forget what they're called, like, but it has like a whole bunch of these semi-mystical, semi-alien beings who's mm-hmm. only jo- who's like have one single job. So like I think his name is like Watu and he is the watcher. It's his job to basically stand as a witness to history. Mm-hmm. You know, Galactus is another one. And he's like, mm-hmm. my dad, my dad loves Galactus. And so we describe him as like the garbage man of the universe. It's his job to like eat planets. Oh <laughs> my God. It's like it's the it's a Marvel thing. They just have a bunch of people they do. who do a single job like this. Drugs. I drugs. drugs. <laughs> That's so exciting. Because I feel like a lot of that happened like in the 60s, where they're like exploring the galaxy and like we get Silver Surfer out of it, Galactus, mm-hmm. the Eternals, all those guys kind of come out. I think in that era, I could be wrong. I'd have to look it up, but yeah. whenever I think of that, I'm like, oh, they were like on psychedelics. And they're like, we're fucking writing it down. And we can draw. Hell yeah. Let's make a comic book. And then they made, they move forward. And now deal with it. And, and it's mostly a good time, I'd say. So the next scene after we get introduced to the Watcher, and it's the last page of this like issue, is like a protest that's happening in the name of Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see a Miss Sharp again with the picture of her son. However, you don't see the boy. <laughs> it's covered by a bar. And then you see like a committee, it looks like, mm-hmm. like maybe the president um, and they're all talking like this is obviously inside the White House and they're kind of talking about like Captain America. He like say he made it, Captain America made it a point to not damage like U.S. property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny. The plane that he steals, he doesn't destroy it. And then they're working on the registration stuff. They're kind of talking about like, okay, so if Cap goes underground, he's going to be like the leader of the underground people who don't want, or the underground superheroes who don't want to register. And then uh, uh, Iron Man comes in with a different bubble because it sounds like a robot, I guess. And it says, then we find ourselves a leader of our own. Then we have to find ourselves a leader of our own. And then he's like, what are you suggesting, Mr. Stark? And then he tells him, like, go ahead with the registration as planned. Leave 
uh, go ahead with the registration as planned, gentlemen, because there's no women. There's one, I think, in the drawing, but he's only speaking to them, I guess. Uh, and then <laughs> he sees it was leave. 2006. Women weren't in politics. <gasps> God, no. And then he says, leave Captain America to us. And we see a picture or we see Captain America, Hank, I forgot his name, Hank Prim. Hank Pym. He is going with the superhero named Yellow Jacket right now for reasons. Okay. And um, Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. And they're like the the head, the head guys in this. Yeah. Um, And then that's the end of the first issue. So it kind of just sets up that there's problems. Um, a lot of a few of them do not want to be registered which makes sense some of them do want to be registered which also makes sense I guess you would wait for the next one if you're reading this regular time but we're not so we're gonna hop into the second issue (laughs) Um, oh my goodness and then we get some cool like variant art this is another reason I like the volumes because they'll like include like things that didn't quite make it but they look cool so they'll add them in so we get we get x-men we get wolverine Captain America, Iron Man again, Iron Man, Super, I'm sorry, Spider-Man. He kind of looks like the Hulk, but I know he's not the Hulk. I don't know who, half of these I don't. Hulkling. Hulkling. (laughs) Um, So those three figures are uh, members of the Young Avengers. It's the Mm -hmm. Marvel equivalent of the Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. So they're teenagers. (laughs) Yeah, I did not get into like the teeny, Mm -hmm. the teeny weeny Marvels. I was like very into DC. Yeah, Um, that's okay. They're not as good as the Titans uh well <laughs> you said it and i agree so then this the issue starts with captain america goes underground and that mm-hmm. is not what i said that is what's written on the page we see it's, i would say <laughs> like i'm i have not read a lot of mark miller's work so this is kind of like my main example of it mm-hmm. and this is not very charitable of me and i i understand that but I think Mark Miller is a man on whom subtlety is lost. Mm -hmm. And so he feels the need to tell us everything. Yes. Like this is his grand vision. And we, the audience, are too stupid to realize it unless he writes, Captain America goes underground. Yeah. What is this, a semicolon? It is very much the type of like romantic comedy where they're telling you everything. So like, it's like... They, I don't know, it's always played off like as a diary entry and like the the main character is always like yeah back in my day or when I was or during this time in the summer I was really lonely I was going through a divorce and I didn't really have much going for myself but everything changed when I met Johnny Dude Smith McMahon. <laughs> exactly <laughs> macho man Randy Savage um <laughs> uh, I am a fan. Anyway, uh, it's very, it, it gives very much that vibe where it's like, okay, so I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on. Um, so there's no confusion. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. will say this juxtaposed with um, Frank, Frank Miller, Miller, the other Miller. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit. I think I texted Miranda like as I started reading. So I don't, I'm pretty sure I do not read as fast as Miranda. So it takes me a little longer. Things. So I start earlier and I will just text Miranda thoughts. And I texted her, I was like, this is way easier to read. Like, I know what's going on during mm-hmm. the last one. I'm like, am I dumb? But this is so easy to read to the point of like, it's kind of comedic. Because he's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, in case you didn't know, Captain America is not favorable right now. Um, in case you didn't know, in case you missed that in the big right. fight that if, took like If you know pages. him, 
jumping out of a helicarrier and riding up airplane down like a bucking bronco if that wasn't clear enough for you <laughs> he is I'm not in the you. government's favor yeah it is helpful but it is a little funny and i guess maybe to give him some credit people were not reading this back to back they had to wait to get it and they did have delays during production for this um yeah they had multiple delays <laughs> Yeah, so it's, you know, with a grain of salt, but reading it in this day of 2022, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All right, so we're in, we're in it. We have some people tied up. We are kind of seeing S.H.I.E.L.D. capturing superheroes, right? It's the, so it's the idea that like they're hunt, they've been, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been hunting Captain America because Captain America does not agree with the Superhero Registration Act. Well, mm-hmm. Captain America is still being a superhero. Like he is making a point that he is still like hunting down the villains and he's leaving them tied up for S.H.I.E.L.D. to collect as they're trying to hunt him down. Mm. It's, I think like the point of it being, the point of these actions being here is just to show that like Captain America at this point in the story, it has like the moral righteousness. You know, yeah. he's morally right in the story of like, he's not doing the registration act, but he's still like very much a hero and trying to act in the public's best interest. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes, thank you. So I was like, I don't know who these people are. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, one of them is the vulture. Yes. You know, the guy that dropped a building on a 14 year old in the movies. So he gets arrested everyone <laughs> in this volume. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, so we get that. Again, we get some more like in your face what's going on. Registration Act passed by Congress. The Boston Globe president promises swift action. Captain America goes into hiding. Tony Stark now backing superhero reform. So these are all like news news agencies reporting this. Um, we see that someone's speaking. I think it's Miriam Sharp. It's Miriam, yeah. Yeah, and she's saying that like, I'm, I'm upset that Captain America is taking a stand against the act but she's happy that Iron Man is on board and, you know, the act becomes law. So there's plenty of time for Cap to see some senses. Um, so there's like a, a week period before it actually becomes a law. Mm-hmm. Um, and then- Which also like knowing American politics, the fact that like this, this it only takes like a month from uh-uh. the blowing up of like the elementary school to this law become, to this act becoming a law. Which is a damn lie because there have been, there have been, there have been very sad attacks at schools and nothing has happened in a week. So, you know, this is very much like in fiction. Um, so whatever, we're going with it. Right. But yeah, also this had to be like executive action if this is what's going on. Like there's no like committees, there's no voting, none of that. We cut to New York City and it's like, Iron Man's little group of people. So we have Reed Richards, we have She-Hulk, we have Hank or Yellow Jacket. Is that what you said his name? Is? Uh, yeah. Iron Man, and then someone else at the bottom who I cannot identify. Miss um, Marvel. Is that Miss Marvel? That's Carol Danvers. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, people are cheering. A police officer is like applauding them in the back, and then you hear Iron Man. He's like, "You hear that? That's the sound of people starting to believe in superheroes again." And then She-Hulk asks, will we still technically be superheroes after all this, Tony? Won't we just be S.H.I.E.L.D. agents when we're all on the federal payroll? Uh, in a delusional, 
this is man is delusional. His response is, no, we're superheroes, Jennifer. We tackle super crime and save people's lives. What? The only thing changing is that the kids, the amateurs, and the, the psychopaths or sociopaths are getting weeded out, which like, does what, bro? Like, that is an agent. I don't know. I don't know. I, again, like, this is kind of part of my critique of this is that it doesn't give a very balanced view of the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I, I think a political issue is put in here to give them a reason to fight instead of them fighting over a political issue, if that makes sense. Yes. And he does, Miller does like make it a point in like most of his interviews to talk about the fact that he did not want to make this super political. They just wanted to like cause conflict within the, the mm-hmm. heroes to have a battle which is stupid it's stupid because like it's this is a could be a really interesting thing to talk about in terms mm-hmm. of like the context of superheroes you know mm-hmm. what does accountability look like you mm-hmm. know like it would be a really interesting thing but instead you just have like iron man going i'm right i'm right i'm right i'm right and they're just refusing to acknowledge any of the very valid points of like everyone else who's like maybe we shouldn't do this yeah you know, and, and then at the end of the day, like this comic book sides with Iron Man for no clear reason. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you. We do get a little pushback from Tigress. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. The one that looks like a tiger, Tigress, uh, yeah. but has titties. Um. <laughs> the, one who, the one who looks like she's the direct ripoff of um, Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Thundercats. Yes. Also Taylor Swift's cat oh. version of the one movie cats Taylor Swift she, persona she oh no persona oh you took me out no. here's a second <laughs> <laughs> all right come back in Taylor Swift persona says what category does Captain America fall into Iron Man and then this is what Miranda like this is like just perfect to what Miranda's saying he's wrong this time tigra trust me no i will not try to excuse me okay whatever so we're back in the baxter building home of the fantastic four mm-hmm. um and this is uh Miranda sent me like a picture and was just like very much like mommy and daddy are fighting energy because they are so uh sue <laughs> questions read right um mm-hmm. she asked him like how's the project going and he's like it's like a dream tony's big plan for the superhuman community is the most exciting thing we've ever worked on sue he's just geeking out yeah he's just and... geeking out that's all this is this yeah. is like he um okay so within the marvel universe there's the concept of the sorcerer supreme who's like the best mystic in the universe who's cap who's not captain strange who's uh fuck i forgot steven strange mm-hmm. and then there's the science supreme who is supposed mm-hmm. to be like the lead scientist on earth and I want to say at this time it's Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. It's basically like Reed Richards, Tony Stark, um, sometimes Spider-Man, sometimes Hank Pym, sometimes a couple others. They're like the top four smartest people on earth. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, before Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. Like this is before Riri Williams. It's like all of these white men who are the smartest people on earth and who right. kind of jockey for that position in this weird way. Okay. And so the entirety of the storyline is like, it's not really Reed Richards working for a better tomorrow so much as it's Reed Richards, like getting to play scientist with the boys. Yes. It is very much that energy she's asking. 
she says, yeah, well, maybe I'd be excited too if, if his genius plan didn't mean jail for half of our Christmas card list. So she's bringing up like facts, like, hey, like these are our friends. I understand that you're excited, but these are our friends that we're talking about. Um, and then he kind of just like blah, blah, blah. But they don't mm-hmm. leave us any choice or breaking the law at this point, uh, which like invalidates any argument. And then she's like, what is blah, blah, blah. This is Kapalika. And he's like, stupid woman. Um, yeah. it's an exponential curve the number of super beings is following and the apocalypse we're facing is unlicensed activity isn't brought under control so it's basically like if we don't license these people there will be an apocalypse which is like bold statement from a scientist that is not fact okay they've been <laughs> unlicensed this whole time right um she asks there's like a secret like disc on the thing she's like what's this 42 thing he's like that's classified information like why if it's classified why is it out like that but okay whatever because he's fucking reed richards he's so stupid it's like he's so smart he's stupid and like you cannot yeah because if if i were sue i'd steal that shit (laughs) i'm gonna see this classified information it would be very much like oh oh it's classified from me from your wife like i don't know what to tell you buddy I'm not it's not nothing is classified what yours is mine fool your knowledge (laughs) is my knowledge (laughs) right um and then he's actively like not seeing Johnny like she's like I'm gonna go see Johnny and he's like all right what's up I said hi he's so like in his work about it and remember Uh Johnny got the shit beat out of him he's still in the hospital he hasn't woken up he's been in a medical coma (laughs) yes comatose so reed richards uh, is the worst and i will die on that hill all right there is okay can i tell you some of the heinous things reed richards has done yes let's go Uh, so reed richard uh cured autism oh canceled i don't like him yeah no (laughs) he 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 diagnosed himself and then he cured it with heavy finger quotes that's not for everyone who is listening to this podcast, autism is not something you can cure. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and say that now. Vaccines also do not cause autism. Um, mm-hmm. It is something that people kind of have or it's diagnosed just a, it with. It is a neurodivergency. It is, yep. It is not. It adds terrible. to the human it, experience. Exactly. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Our society is just not equipped and not built for any type of deviance in lives so uh book read richards <laughs> yeah wholeheartedly fuck that guy um so uh reed richards also has he is repeat in repeated storylines he is emotionally abusive not just to sue who is an mm-hmm. adult and can control her own fate but also is like emotionally neglectful and abusive to their children Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like he's he's the worst he is the absolute <laughs> fucking worst I hate this man I hate this man so much and the thing is is I would probably read Fantastic Four storylines like they're a weird codependent found family of course I'd be all over that shit mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't I can't with Reed Richards I can't I can't do it I can't. because he's, of this motherfucker yeah he's the epitome of like male privilege white male privilege (laughs) and he is just supported he is supported by everyone else like sue keeps everyone else together you know you have ben grims like the thing Mm -hmm. you know being like this emotional caretaker and protector of the family you've got johnny being like the lovable rapscallion 
And they're mm-hmm. all there to promote Reed's genius. No, thank you. Unsubscribed. Just know everyone, if we ever read Fantastic Four, we will be roasting his ass. Back to this one. Like he's just emotionally dismissive. He is emotionally dismissive. You see it in this one. He is so like caught up in it's like a workaholic, I guess. Just but like he's a workaholic who doesn't feel bad about it. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's no like, oh, I should be there for my family. It's like obviously my family is there for me. So I look good. My wife is hot as shit. My Uh kids are cute. Johnny's acceptable, I guess. He's kind of funny. And then we don't even look at the thing. And so like (laughs) half the time when you see the thing in this storyline, he's with the kids. Like he's the nanny. Yeah, he is. I was like, does he not get any type of love? I guess not. No, like it's the Fantastic Four are like weirdly codependent. They're, they're really codependent in terms of like, mm-hmm. they never separate and like, technically they have outside relationships, but not really. No, they don't. They're... They got mutated in space and then they came back and then they just kind of did like pack bonded. <laughs> yes. It's like trauma response. We're our only friends. <laughs> yep. um, are there kids mutants? Yeah. Um, sort of. Uh, it's debatable if they count uh, as mutants in ter- the way that X-Men are mutants or if they count as mutates in terms of like, oh. they're not just human anymore. Mm. Uh, that's why the little girl sleeps in a cage. She sleeps in a cage. I did not <laughs> notice. Yeah. <laughs> um, notice. When you see like the panel of like one of the times when they're in the kids' bedrooms, like she sleeps in a cage. Like there's a cage on her bed. Holy shit. She's like Jack Jack from the Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, I hit the mic. Sorry, y'all. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was like, where is it? me missing things all right so we're back in it uh okay so we look at jonah i always said jonah hill that's not his name jonah the guy from the daily daily bugle uh, uh j oh, jonah yeah. jameson yes he t- doug dim a dim a the owner of the dim Stone, <laughs> that's all i think about uh, this so is stanley jameson. all of this is stanley's fault he's the one that was crazy about the alliteration I fucking love it though. It's so it keeps it it keeps it to its roots. Uh, <laughs> just a dude making funny jokes. Like no one's gonna read this. <laughs> so we see Jonah. He's like, hey, there's gonna be a big press conference. Parker is uh, Peter Parker's out of town. I need to see someone in his place. He's like, mm-hmm. fuck superheroes. Fuck the mask. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We see a cool shot of Spider Man and like the tech suit contorting his body he does not have a backbone no it's i think out of all of like the male marvel heroes spider-man probably gets like the most bimbofication yes he does like he he gets put in a lot of similar poses as like his female counterparts (laughs) yeah and i respect it like if they're gonna do it i have everyone do it there's definitely a crotch shot like earlier and i was like oh hell yeah (laughs) at least they're consistent (laughs) he's spider-man like gets like the the nightwing treatment when he's in the suit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and look i'm saying the the illustrations are really pretty they're 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 cute they're nice these outfits are painted on their bodies there's no room for wrinkles no there's, there's no protective armor fucking latex if you ask me it shines where the muscle is biggest mm-hmm. and contorts where the divots are deep so also someone should be giving superheroes like bottles of water because they're all dehydrated they are they're all sweating they're all sweating they're all stinky this is not quick quick dry technology okay so then we get we're at tony stark's penthouse we know this because it's told to us (laughs) 
Tony is kind of having like a, a, a small like moral crisis. He's asking himself, please let this be the right thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, at midnight, the registration act becomes law. And then we get a cut for 24 hours later. There's mm-hmm. a hero who I do not know. I don't know. Which His name is Patriot. Is. He is a member of the Young Avengers. He is a child. Awesome. He is a okay. child. You get a long protracted like chase sequence where a military helicopter is chasing down and shooting a ch- uh, um, an African-American child. Yeah, it's not good. Um, he's scared. You see it in his face. Um, mm-hmm. he gets killed, right? Like he does not get killed. He gets seen oh, later okay. when he's arrested, but he does get blown up. Like they, they straight up throw a bomb at him and blow up like the entire, the top floor of a building. Yeah. So we get that, you know, it's kind of traumatic imagery, mm-hmm. um, considering all the, everything that's happened since 2006. And then, oh, one of them asks, oh, are you sure that kid's indestructible he'll be fine it's the office block i'm worried about dude command said property damage is going to be it's supposed to be kept at the minimum or it's head rolling time which is fucked up because they're like property is more important than this human who happens (laughs) to have superpowers so we see a roundup happening it's kind of like a paddy wagon but of like the the superhero paddy wagon yes yes uh so they're they're rounding him up it looks it's like a like, cement trunk <laughs> it does look like a cement truck it's crazy uh it's thick too those i don't know how heavy that thing is but it must be heavy um then we get elsewhere <laughs> mm-hmm. they're elsewhere now we see not daredevil daredevil talking to, <laughs> to luke cage to luke cage and He's like, S.H.I.E.L.D. unit just picked up the Young Adventures on West 23rd. Should we get a posse to go intercept them? Captain the Falcon already undercover on the scene. Daredevil, cocky Mr. Wilson even told me to get a, to get the damn coffee on. Okay, whatever. Nothing happens, nothing happens. Or you see like... Captain America yeah. staging a daring escape with the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they teleport to their secret base. Yes. So it's kind of like... There's a talk, there's a talk, there's a talk. I'm sorry, it's because, so the Punisher does make an entrance in this, and I was like, is this when he comes in? But it's not. It's no. right. Uh, Miranda's absolutely right. They kind of, like, go undercover and steal everything, and then they teleport them back. They teleport the whole truck back <laughs> to this elsewhere location, and then they kind of tell the Young Avengers, the, it's the Young Avengers, right? Is that yep, what they're they're Young Avengers. Okay. They tell them, like, hey, this is their secret spot. Um, it's safe. Mm-hmm. and then they kind of discuss um oh it's Nick a little Fury bit deus ex, it's a little bit like deus ex machina in terms of it's like yeah we just happen to have like the secret network of bases because also nick fury had a bunch of bases that he only only he knew about and he's letting us crash on his couch mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just plot convenience is what it is <laughs> yes and you know what there's a lot of that in this book and i it's almost like it wasn't meant to be a real story and it was just an excuse to have a bunch of super fights. Yes, it is exactly what it was supposed to be. And then people just like were really attracted to it. And now it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, and now it's talked about as the best storyline ever. People need to raise their standards. You all need, yes, they do. You all <laughs> need new superhero identities. And um, the boy that got like blown up. I forgot his name. Could you remind me? Um, I don't know what his secret identity is, but he's he's the Patriot. That's his name. Okay, he's like so 
he's the he's the young avengers version of captain america mm-hmm. so the patriot uh sorry i want to give him his respect he asks, why do we need new super secret identities and captain america's like because your old ones are probably compromised so we need to get you going on new ones yeah because you know how you like totally trusted adults in a in positions of authority and you told them that your name was like tom person mm-hmm. well now those same adults you trusted are in a position of authority where they're gonna sell you out yes and imprison you mm-hmm. um so the next little scene is washington dc and it's miriam sharp and tony stark and they're having a press conference and then um they reintroduce miss sharp which i really missed because i had to look her up i was like who the fuck is this lady like later uh, i was like literally i'm like oh my gosh she's all over the place i just paying attention i wasn't paying attention spider-man robes on in mm-hmm. sue's like i hope you know what you're doing by johnny's bedside we get this whole like talk 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 and then peter parker reveals his secret identity and jameson jameson faints i think i think he died i don't know he, he just faints. collapses yeah <laughs> he's been spider-man is like his public enemy number one he's very famously hated this hated spider-man since he came out mm-hmm. right and then mm-hmm. he really likes peter parker like J. Jonah jameson yeah. is an asshole and a dick he's both of those things at once but like at a certain point like the kid grows on him and he's like ugh. Like he, he, he's got like this weird, it's a weird relationship that they have. And then mm-hmm. he finds out that like this kid who's moxie, he kind of likes is actually the fucking Spider-Man. And it just, it just ugh, kills over a little. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happens. And that's where that issue ends. It ends with um, just one big panel of mm-hmm. Spider-Man asking any questions he has ha- he has his mask in hand you mm-hmm. see all the cameras flashing um and that's the end of issue two and so people would have to wait again to read the next part so like spider-man and masking was like this huge deal yes because like he's so what he, huh go ahead oh um, go ahead go ahead i interrupted yeah i don't know it's like it's this huge deal because it's like he's one of the most protective of his secret identities that's why there's all of those like jokes out there about like Bagman. You know, is there was literally a panel where someone like got a hold of his mask and was like running around, like just in like a t-shirt and jeans with like a Spider-Man mask. And he's wearing like a paper bag on his head, trying to chase him down. Yes. <laughs> it is, it is one of the, one of like the most well-known things about like Spider-Man is that he is very protective of his secret identity to the point where like his friends don't know. <laughs> yes. It's so annoying. You know, <laughs> just like, just tell your friends. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. And so him unmasking on television was like this very big, shocking thing at the time. Mm-hmm. There's um, also in interviews, because Miller's very much like, no, it's not about secret identities. It's not about secret identities. It's mm-hmm. not about that. It's not It's not about it. And I think one of the reasons like, like he, it always comes up with him mm-hmm. with any like interview or whatever that's going on is that because I think up until that point, he was the only superhero that had not exposed his secret identity. Everyone else in Marvel mm-hmm. had at some point told somebody who they were or right. revealed it or whatever. And, oh, and I mean, Spider-Man- like, You can't hide yeah. that you're a nine foot tall greed woman, can you? No, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of the Marvel heroes are kind of like obviously mm-hmm. a hero in some way maybe not all of them but the really popular ones and 
Spider-Man is like one of the ones that's like, he looks like a person mm-hmm. without all that stuff. Like he's not like the thing. Yeah. So it was just the kids. There was an interview and I don't remember which interview it was. I'll link, I'll not link up, but like, I'll say which websites I found interviews on, but it was kind of like the unveiling of Spider-Man's identity was like a really big deal. And I don't think Miller kind of like, expected it to be that big of a deal and people got really really hooked on that like plot point but I think for him it was kind of like oh well we had to do that to move forward in the plot like we had to kind of place him in a side so then he can come back to cap later um after revealing his identity because it's Mm -hmm. not about identities it's about like are they should they be registered with the government and it took on its like life and it took on a life of its own it's because like I would say one of the things that's kind of quintessential to superheroes is the concept of like the secret identity, you Mm -hmm. know, and that is like a major difference between Marvel and DC, you know, Mm -hmm. in Marvel, I would say Marvel lives more in the real world, whereas DC lives in an idealized version of the world. Yeah. And in reality, like you can't keep some secrets, like you look physically different. You can do physically different things. It makes sense why like people can't, keep a secret identity for hardly anything Mm -hmm. in marvel a lot of like the big the big quote-unquote superheroes they aren't crime fighters you know like the avengers don't deal with normal crime the avengers deal with like aliens Mm -hmm. and it's hold on i need a moment to like gather my thought Mm -hmm. but it's it takes on like a different dimension when you have like vigilante justice versus you know, someone who's only dealing with an X type of threat. And if you notice, like the ones that have secret identities are the ones that are on the streets, you know, like the humans for hired don't have secret identities because they fight crime. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a panel in which Luke Cage and uh, Danny Rand are like arresting somebody and they're giving their statement to the cops. Like they're Mm -hmm. not the ones actually arresting, like they stopped someone and then they're talking to the cops and like, I forget who makes a comment. Someone makes a comment about it. And he's like, yeah, of course we do this. This is how our guys get like put away in prison. Like Mm -hmm. Spider-Man complains that everyone gets released, but he also like doesn't testify in trials. True. You know, and it's, it's, this is very rambling, but I'm going to keep going with it. Like secret identities. The idea is, is that like what you're doing like affects people around you. You know, like they don't have secret identities because like, oh, well, you know, Iron Man can't just go to Walmart, can he? Right. Like they have secret identities because like, oh, like they have families, they have parents, they have siblings, they have children. You know, they have all of these people who if everyone knew who they were, it could be connected to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I was going with this. I don't. This was pointless. (laughs) It wasn't pointless. This was it was pointless. I had a thought and then it flew away. it, It just speaks to the fact that like the ones that are on the streets have families that also live on the streets right like in the Mm -hmm. streets i mean like in the neighborhood so like yeah if spider-man is only protect like let's say spider-man lived where i lived and he just protected like the general area codes right Mm -hmm. like it would be impossible for spider-man to protect everyone in the city so he has to kind of stay within his neighborhood which is brooklyn uh queens queens okay so probably just like the neighboring ones and yeah he's the I don't neighborhood expect- spider-man he protects his neighborhood 
yeah i don't expect him to go to like connecticut right even though it's close <laughs> so his family and like mary jane and may have to live in queens so if mm-hmm. his identity gets like revealed then it's very easy for someone to target him right yeah likewise i think in luke cage and like the the familiarity that i have with luke cage is like the movie not the movie excuse me like the the show mm-hmm. uh, but there's also like and all of those, like those little series that they did, there's like a, a theme of like loneliness because they can't really be with anyone yeah. because they will be targeted, right? Yeah. Um, and this is all within like the Marvel universe. DC has just like taken the stance of like, this is all like made up places and mm-hmm. we can bend the rules because they are made up places. But even then they like deal with secret identities. Like no one knows about Batman. I think just he's not really protecting anyone. I think he's no, just like he's, a thing. he's protect. He, listen, how many people would sue him if they knew who's who's Bruce Wayne? Oh my God, <laughs> Bruce, he's not litigious. <laughs> just all of the lawsuits he has six lawyers on retainer. Right. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it was pointless. I think it just is. This is like one of those things where it's just like, oh yeah, like yes, I understand the whole thought of like having it be a throwaway plot point because it helps your limited series but of course people are gonna hold on to it because it's fucking spider-man and he like even if we look at the movies like he won't he has an opportunity to like experience knowing people knowing his his identity and people being supportive of it but when that gets taken away and he can he can once again tell them and know that they're more likely more than likely going to accept him again he chooses against it Mm -hmm. and it makes him sad and it made me sad because I was like just fucking tell them but um I I understand why he didn't tell them as someone who is painfully awkward I can't imagine like walking up to someone and saying hey we used to be best friends you don't remember me because of a magician oh I know (laughs) (sighs) like like, just just imagine that just imagine like like you don't remember who I am I just show up at your house or at your place of business yeah and I'm just like we used to run a podcast oh my god yeah I get it but my heart is like (laughs) I just want him to not be lonely (laughs) he had a best friend and a girlfriend um (laughs) so I get sad yeah but I mean they did a good job in the movie in conclusion but also, of course, people are going to give a shit that he revealed his thing because in the mm. the length of his like comic book runnings, people didn't know who he was. He's not Tony Stark. He doesn't live in a mm. penthouse. He's not Captain America who can kind of like evade everything. He has roots. I, and yeah. it's also, I think, like another example of like Miller didn't think about what he was doing, you know? Yeah, he didn't think that this would be a big deal when it's like in actuality, like secret identities are an aspect of a superhero registration act that like you absolutely should think about it as a result of this happening as a result of Spider-Man unmasking himself like Aunt May nearly dies. She gets attacked at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and as a result of this, um, like Spider-Man makes a deal with Mephesto, who's a weird demon thing in the marvel universe like it's there it has ramifications that continue onward from this point and it's the fact Mm -hmm. that like miller apparently didn't do any of that intentionally it was just like (laughs) like a publicity stunt it's actually really frustrating Mm -hmm. 
yeah he yeah so yeah he did he didn't think it was going to be this big it's kind of one of those things that like went quote-unquote viral you know and it's it still stands as like one of the best-selling um like excuse me like serial serializations of in in the marvel history Mm -hmm. um so you know looking at it x amount of years in the future looking back it's kind of like well no shit (laughs) people are gonna care about this um but it it sounds it it did sound like when in his interviews that it was very much like yeah like we just we knew we wanted to have fights and we knew we wanted it to be big fights and this is how this is the way we figured out how to do it which unfortunately seems like a missed opportunity and like i haven't read any of like the tie-in books so maybe like these things do get explored and other things they are really big questions um but it kind of leaves you wanting more as a reader i think mm-hmm. what what is our time at miranda Sorry. Uh, it's it we're at almost two hours okay should we end the first episode here and then yeah move okay, okay yeah and then we'll talk about volume three and three through seven next i guess yeah yeah all right all right so this has been sidekicks yeah yeah we're here we did it again (laughs) we did it we we did it It, it's a long episode Uh, but you can find me as dino mighty miranda uh dino is in dinosaur mighty is in like earth's mightiest heroes miranda it's my name don't wear it out on tiktok i talk about the batman mostly (laughs) yes they're very fun videos (laughs) thank you thank you and your socials uh so i on tiktok i'm orcheta chica i just do drawings on there um i don't really talk i don't talk i have like the little voice talker thing do the talking for me uh, <laughs> you're my, like a superhero you have a secret identity so far yeah my um instagram is the same orcheta chica and those are my socials i think we'll make one for us yeah we talked, we, we wanted to do at least an Instagram so that we can have like pictures of Frank Miller and stuff. Yeah. So we can just do like a quick like slideshow for y'all uh, if yes. you're interested, but we will tell you all when that's ready to go. But, you know, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any recommendations, we'll figure a, a communication as well. <laughs> we probably should yeah. need an email. We need, Whoops, we, need anyway. like, <laughs> we need like an email and probably a Twitter. Uh god i cannot i can't do twitter but uh well i guess i can uh it's fine. i can do it i chose this um maybe a discord anyway oh god a discord oh no Maria collapses it, i can't it's discord stress me out like I, like i'm fine being on it with my friends but the entire idea of like running one because then i become responsible for all of the crazy shit that other people say on it mm, you're right twitter might be appropriate because you know. you're not responsible for it um yeah we could do that and then i'll make an email for us and we'll have it in the next couple couple episodes we'll plug it if we get show. we'll, we'll, we'll write we'll... show notes and we'll just put it on that bitch right when, when we when we release things it'll be like this is like the sidekicks from the future hey <laughs> um, we have social medias now hello we talked about what we were missing and fixed it um <laughs> but yeah thanks again everyone thanks for joining us leave a review a nice one please if you want to leave a mean one type it in your notes and then just don't post it anymore unless unless it's so like cartoonishly awful like 
I call them man comments. Um, when I mm-hmm. get them on TikTok of it's just people being like, you you don't know nothing about comic books, little girl. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to write like a man comic or um, a man comment review, I will read that on air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will also preferably read five star reviews on air. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Make so me laugh. I, I do not want to encourage you all to leave man comments unless it's a parody, then it's okay. Yes, um, but please. you have to put it somewhere. Cause like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't decode it. I, my brain's like, Oh, they're serious. Sad. Right. Like a five-star review. And it's just like, these two women should stay in the kitchen. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> just make comic book meals. Um, oh, that's my plan. Um, I, I'm on the road to a thousand followers right now. And my plan mm-hmm. is as soon as I am allowed to do lives on TikTok, like I'm going to do like just Batman crafts. <laughs> oh yes. I'm here for it. <laughs> and so like one of my things is uh, in the comics, there's something called Jokerized fries, which I'm going to figure out like how that would work. And I'm going to make them. I'm going to make Jokerized fries. <laughs> <sighs> TikTok, get it together. Let her, let her be alive. I want to see it. <laughs> uh so yeah follow miranda she makes really fun videos um yeah follow Thank me you. if you want to see drawings um, really good it's really cool <laughs> thanks it's like the progress drawings so it's more of the journey and not the ending for me <laughs> that's fair um but yeah thanks again everyone here's where a little song would be if we had yeah one. and da, because da, we da, don't da, have da, a song da, it's just gonna be fading off into obscurity when i do the editing Ta-da. Hi, this is Miranda from the future. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us at our email. We are thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, thesidekicks, capital T, capital S, capital K, all one word at gmail.com. And if you would like to follow us on social media, our handle on Instagram is thesidekicks, all one word. I would like to thank you for listening. This has really been a labor of love and thank you for supporting us. Bye.